Traditional approaches to risk management are insufficiently agile to deal with the risks from activity in cyberspace in the coming years. That's the conclusion from the Information Security Forum in its new report entitled Threat Horizon 2014, Managing Risks When Threats Collide. And to speak about the report's findings is the forum's global vice president, Steve Durbin. Welcome, Steve, and thanks for taking time to chat. It's a pleasure, Eric. The report points out of growing dangers in which different types of threats are being combined to create even more havoc for the IT security community. Please provide an example or two of these new interlinked threats. That's absolutely right. I think when we talk about the threats that enterprises need to be aware of, we put them into three blocks. We talk about external threats, we talk about regulation, and we talk about internal threats. And I think within each of those, if they were happening on their own, the enterprise and the information security professionals would potentially be able to cope. But for instance, if we have a situation where cyber criminals determine that they're going to be hacking the enterprise, the enterprise perhaps has been suffering from a lack in critical investment over the last couple of years, then they're probably not going to be as able to deal with a potential breach or a potential hack, particularly as cyber criminals, you know, haven't been suffering from a downturn. They've been continuing to invest. And information security departments, as we know from our members, have been suffering from a reduction perhaps in, uh, in investment patterns. They're recovering from that, but it's going to take them more than 12 months to, uh, to come back. And I think that's the critical window, if you like, that we're seeing at the moment. If the organization doesn't have the money, what are they to do? I think it's about aligning information security with the business, Eric. It's about sitting down and saying, look, there are probably 15 things that we should be doing, but we've only got sufficient funding to do three or four of them. That's not an information security professional's call. It's the business's job to determine how they're going to spend that money. It's the business's role to determine the risk profile that they wish to carry and to really decide with the security professional where they should be spending their time and, of course, their, uh, their hard-earned money. seems to be a simple case of information risk management or maybe a corporate risk management. That's absolutely right. And I think it's one of those things that's very easy to say and not so easy to do. What should organizations do to make it easier to do? I think it is about the information security professional performing just that role, the role of a professional, of a consultant, if you like, and really getting together with the different business units, with the legal department, with the PR department, with the HR department, and right away across the enterprise to determine how they can best deal with some of the potential threats that are out there. And then for the business to be working collaboratively to perhaps determine a cybersecurity strategy, to implement that across the business, to get things like acceptable usage policies signed by employees for the use of mobile devices. But it isn't just about the information security guys going out and doing this. It is about the business taking responsibility for working with them to combat what could be very significant impacts on brand, on reputation, and of course on stock price. In many organizations, rightly or wrongly, a lot of the information risk management is given to the IT security organization or the IT organization. And as you point out, maybe it should be involved people at all levels of the company. What do the IT security professionals need to do to persuade their bosses who are non-tech people to uh, get more involved? I think you've hit on a real challenge for them. Traditionally, information security professionals are used to, to working with the technology. 
they're perhaps not as well equipped as they might be to be able to speak the language of business. And there are a couple of things I think that are that are going on that enabling that uh, that change. First, we've seen some very high-profile breaches and hacks over the last 12 months. I think those are set to continue, but that's beginning to focus the mind of the business on the fact that there is potentially a problem here. The second component is uh, regulation. We're seeing much more emphasis being placed on transparency. We're seeing here in the United States, bills being introduced to the Senate that talk about privacy. Across in the European Union, we're seeing a move towards harmonization across all member states. So again, from the business standpoint, people are becoming much more aware of it. So from the security professional's uh, point of view, I think they need to build on those opportunities, if I could, uh, could call them that, uh, and really begin to articulate clearly to the business what they can do to help and to begin those sorts of discussions. Ultimately, it's going to take, I think, quite some time before all businesses are used to having that kind of joined-up approach. One of the findings that I found intriguing, as you pointed out in the report you just mentioned, that there's a movement toward more regulation, which in turn promotes more transparency. But transparency could make an organization's IT more vulnerable. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's what that's what we're saying. We're saying that with you know, increased transparency, there is a need for organizations, I think, to publicize what they're doing. That does potentially open up opportunities to weaknesses that could, again, potentially open up to uh, cybercrime. So what can organizations do about that? Well, I think they need to look at it within the context of we have to be transparent. So what are the implications of that? What is it that we need to be doing in order to ensure that it's good transparency as opposed to bad transparency. And for me, there is no alternative. If, if you aren't transparent, I think a number of suppliers, customers will be saying, well, hey, why aren't you? Have you got something to hide? So it's a bit of a no-win situation on this one. And I think that's why we're saying that this is going to require quite an amount of focus, quite an amount of input, I think, gain from business and from information security in order to make sure that the picture that you're displaying to the outside world it's a favorable one. I see something similar when the report discusses privacy. It says a focus on privacy could distract from other security efforts. What do you mean by that? And to secure IT in the coming years, will organizations need to erode their stakeholders' privacy rights? Privacy is a, is a really interesting one, and I think it plays back to one of the points we raised right at the beginning, which is lack of funding. As we look forward to see the way in which different statutes are being produced, there is going to be much more of a requirement on the part of the business to demonstrate clearly that they are operating within the legislation. I think that certainly the moves that the European Union is making by 2015 and certainly over here in the United States, some of the, the things that are afoot here will mean that organizations are going to be having, have to spend very much more time, also effort, in terms of ensuring that they are protecting data, that they are holding it securely, that they understand the use that they're making of that uh, data, and that they're compliant. I mean, one of the big challenges, I think, for American corporations dealing in the European Union, for instance, is even if they don't have offices there, if they're dealing with member states or companies within the member states, they fall under the jurisdiction of the uh, European Union Act that's being introduced. They have fairly draconian powers to implement penalties of up to 2% of annual global turnover. That is a significant number. And so I think we will see organizations 
having to make a decision as to how they're going to preserve privacy within these kinds of uh, jurisdictions. Or perhaps we may see some simply deciding that they're going to opt out of uh, operating in those uh, in those countries. Is there a problem that global organizations face in guaranteeing the privacy as well as the securities in their attempts to meet a different approach to privacy in Europe than in, in the United States? I think that between the United States and Europe, we're moving towards very much more alignment than perhaps we would see with say, the United States and some of the Asian countries or some of the emerging countries. So I'm thinking particularly here about the BRICS. I think as far as we're concerned between the US and Europe, I think there has been a lot of work that's been done to try to align those things. We haven't got it right uh, on every occasion, clearly, but I don't think you ever will. I think the point is that there is a commitment to making it work across those two areas. And I think that the bigger issues are going to come outside of those land masses rather than uh, between the UK and oh, sorry, the US and, uh, and the European Union. Going back to some of the findings, uh, one of the findings I found most intriguing was that new technologies overwhelm organizations. The report says organizations that don't understand their dependence on technology may have a nasty surprise if it leads them astray. Are technologies moving so rapidly that it's impossible for most IT organizations to keep up with them? I think technology is moving at a fair old pace, yes. I, th I think that one of the big challenges for organizations really comes in with things like consumer devices in the workplace because it isn't just about the technology. It's about the way in which the Facebook generation are making use of that technology within the business environment. I think that in a number of instances, we are falling back on perhaps you know, the information security professional having to assume the role of a traffic cop and preventing people from doing things, and that really isn't good for business. It doesn't enable uh, individuals to make the most use of the technology that they've, uh, that they've got. And I think there's also an impatience, if you like, on the part of uh, the Facebook generation because they're used to using these things to get the job done. And let's face it, there are significant benefits from being able to take advantage of mobile devices, from being able to take advantage of cloud-based services, from being able to take advantage of, of big data. But if you add all of those together, then that increases the burden on information security to get it right. So your report is entitled Threat Arise in 2014. How dire will the situation be in 2014? And do you see companies and governments being overwhelmed by or meeting these IT security challenges we've been discussing? We do call the report Threat Arise in 2014. It's an annual report. One of the things that we do every year as we ask our members whether or not we got it right. And I think the concerning thing, if I can put it that way, is that in the majority of cases, our members tell us that we got the threats right, we got the timing wrong. By that, I mean things happened more quickly than we said they were going to. So if we apply that backdrop to the Threat Horizon 2014 report, then I think some of the things we've just been discussing now are probably already happening in a number of organizations. That presents a, a, a big challenge because it's the speed at which these things are moving that really, I think, creates some of the biggest problems. Any one of the threats we've talked about, an information security department could probably handle it if it were an isolated threat. But when they begin to combine, when they begin to move at the speed that we're seeing, that's when the problems occur. I guess to add into that is the threat we're not aware of today that's going to be here in six months or a year. 
That's absolutely right. I mean, this is this is looking out to say, you know, these are the things we know about, but the ones we don't know about, those are the ones that are really scary. Thanks, Steve. Been a pleasure, Eric. I've been speaking with Steve Durbin of the Information Security Forum for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.